Think you need to compromise who you are to advance your career as a black or brown woman? Think again. Because there's a playbook for corporate America and those aren't the rules. But you won't find it in college or on the job. I know, because I learned the hard way. And now I'm here to show you how the game is played. Hi, I'm Linda Talaferro, the Vice President of Quality at a global technology company and founder of The Tea, The Extra Effort, where I help black and brown women like you change the trajectory of their career with one-on-one coaching, workshops, and this podcast, Being Brown at Work. If you want to know how black and brown women are navigating everything from microaggressions to being the only person of color in the room so they can blaze their trail through corporate America, listen now. Greetings, greetings, everyone. It is Linda Talaferro from the T the Extra Effort, and this is Being Brown at Work Live, which is what? You guys know what I always say, my favorite time of the week, favorite time of the week. And in this session, I'm going to talk about something that I know we deal with, but I'm not sure that it's discussed often, right? Because Unfortunately, things like this have become normalized, which is dangerous in a lot of aspects. Uh, But it has become normalized, frankly, since 2020. Although polarizing conversations have happened long before that, they just have taken a whole different level, different connotation, different cadence. It's just, just everything about them are are different since 2020. So I thought I would address from my perspective how to handle that, handle them. Because frankly, uh, to be honest with you, they're not going anywhere. And as I said, we've had them long ago. And I know for a fact that since they've really taken another levels in 2020, and you guys are like me, you see every day what's going on, you feel it. It's not going to change, but how we handle it as individuals, as people of color, specifically as women of color, that is what can change. And that's what I want to help you with in this session. This is what I want to talk about in this session, specifically how I do it. Now, you know, if you're like me, you've been around for a while, there was always that old adage, right? You don't talk about religion. You don't talk about race. You don't talk about gender. You don't talk about pay. You don't talk about certain things at work. You just don't talk about them. (laughs) Old adage, right? Because we all know that people talk about salaries. They talk about pay. They talk about religion. They talk about race, ethnicity, gender. All those topics are discussed in the workplace. Some of them outwardly and openly, some of them covertly, but they're talked about. So that's an old adage. And frankly, I'm going to be honest with you. There has been more times than not that I've welcomed the conversation. And that's why I thought I would handle this as a topic for one of my lives, because it has proven to be, for me, an opportunity to educate. Now, I will say this. If I'm in a toxic environment and I know I mean, I know that I know that engaging in that conversation, no matter what my intent is to educate and to shift it in a positive direction, if I know that I know that that's not possible, 
I will not engage. So that's the first thing I would offer to you. If that is the environment of which these polarizing conversations are taking place, and you are either in the midst of them simply because of your ge- geographic location, you're in the conference room or you're on the Teams or Zoom, and because you know the environment that you're in, you know that you know the people that are on the call or in the room, just would not, I mean, they have that unfortunate underlining intent agenda, uh, then it's not worth it, right? It's not worth it. That's where the pick your battles uh, steps in. But I will find, I will tell you that in my experience, I don't find that to be the case often, right? I don't find that to be the case often. What I find is uh, there's ignorance that exists. What I find is that some people are just genuinely curious. Of course, you've got your bad apples everywhere, right? That could be in the room still, and it's not a toxic environment. So this is how I would handle polarizing conversations, right? I mean, whatever the topic is, there are, there's an opportunity for you to assess the situation and determine if I engage in this conversation and take an opportunity to educate, could I be creating allies then, true allies? As you, I've done a session on allyship, right? <laughs> true allyship. Could I be creating true allies? And if that's the case, engage. Engage. Share your perspective. Drive, you know, listening. You know, make sure that you, as the person providing the information or answering the questions, are also listening and then driving active listening in your responses, right? Because that is a way to really create true allyship is through engaging, through engaging. The other, and the part of engaging for you should be around facts, should be around your personal experiences, should be around stories, right? You know, you know that it's important, not what you say, but how you say it. And people are not going to hear you. They're not going to listen if it's yelling, full of emotion, that's just that, right? And that's not just, that's not discounting that maybe some of your experiences were challenging. But if you're really trying to drive true allyship, if you're really, as I do when I engage in these polarizing conversations, really coming from an educational perspective of which if I shift or educate one person in the room, it's everything for me. But I do it based on my personal experiences, stories that are true, and data and facts. So that's one way to handle polarizing conversations. Another way, and, and this is also boded very, bode very well for me in my career, and it, this ties to something else that I've shared with you. It's so extremely important to have your personal brand established personal brand. If you've followed me at all, you know there are several aspects uh, that I believe should exist in your personal brand. And that is what you, who you are, what you will tolerate and what you won't. So there are people that know me. I am very, very clear about establishing my personal brand in the workplace. 
They know I don't need to communicate with abusive uh, language. I don't speak on a regular basis using four-letter words. I know it's natural. It happens in the workplace. I don't have a problem with it. It's just not my choice of conversation. It's just not my choice of communication. But they also know that there are lines that aren't crossed with me, and I make them clear in when the opportunity presents itself because people will remember an example. People remember something that was done that Linda said, okay, let me help you understand my perspective how I believe, why that's a problem for me. So my personal brand sets the stage for people that decide they either want to ask a question or make a comment and I'm in the room and it's directed to me or they want my involvement, engagement, my insight, my thoughts, right? So I, I will tell you, conflict management, polarizing conversations, as challenging as they can get, your personal brand will go a long way. People understanding who you are, what you stand for, what your virtues virtues and beliefs are, what you will not stand for is extremely, extremely important. Extremely important. So one, if you're in a very toxic environment and you know no matter what you say, no matter how you try to do it, couch it, position it, that the people in the room, the environment that you're in are, is not interested in elevating, growing, shifting. It's not worth the, that's a battle. It's not worth the fight. Don't engage. Second, if you're, if you find an opportunity or you're put in a position, because some of you may not say, Linda, okay, polarizing conversation is not an opportunity, but if you shift your mindset, it could be. And so if it's a polarizing conversation and you have an opportunity to create an ally in that, then I would say engage in the, in the conversation, educate, and I guarantee you out of that will come some true allyship. And you may not experience it yourself, but another woman of color would experience it because of your education, you creating that ally in the workspace. And then thirdly, making sure that your personal brand is established and well-known in the workplace so that people clearly know who you are, what your virtues are, what you stand for, what you will not tolerate. Because that will, that will mediate, that will drive, that will spur, that will control the conversation. Bad apples aside, right? Bad apples aside. And, and, and let me just address the bad apples. Disengage. Go around, work around. I have done that. I can't tell you the number of times. When people, people will show you who they are. They will clearly show you who they are. And when they do, I make a note of it that I never forget. And I find multiple ways, very easy in most cases, to not have to engage them unless it's absolutely necessary and it's minimal. But most importantly, they are not a roadblock. They're not in my way. So therefore, never have a conflict conversation with them, never have a polarizing one. Might have the first, that gives me the lesson and the information of who they are, and then I go from there. The reason why I wanted to talk about this is because there's not a way to totally avoid them. Not a way to totally, 100%, 100% of the time, avoid them. 
And in the in in some cases, if not most cases, you don't want av- to avoid them because you want to create your brand. You want to create your position. You want to teach people how to treat you, teach people how to respect you. That goes in your personal life as well as it does in a professional life. Just like you would pick your battles in your personal life, you do the same in your professional life. The same. Because unfortunately, these conversations are not going to die down. The underlining root to all of this or, or foundation to all of this is psychological safety. However you engage, if you take my recommendations and you decide to engage or not engage, whichever direction you go, depending on the situation, you want to make sure that it's done in a psychologically safe manner. That is foundational to dealing with polarizing conversations. Psychologically safe for you, because you're the one that has to show up again the next day and again the next day. You're the one that is in control of your career. And you want to make sure that every aspect of it is psychologically safe that then results in growth going forward. Growth upward mobility, exposure, all the positive aspects related to reaching your career desires and goals. So that is what I wanted to share with you in this session around polarizing conversations. Uh, Like I said, I mean, they're not going anywhere. My daughter has even had them and, you know, just recently graduated from law school working as an intern, 26, you know, and she is engaged on a regular basis, whether it's just in her circle of friends or in the workplace, wherever it is. I mean, you can have a polarizing conversation on, you know, mass transit. You know, you're you're on your way to work in the subway or you, I mean, it, it, they're just everywhere. They happen all the time. But in the workplace is where it can be uncomfortable because these people we see all the time, whether we're in hybrid work, remote work or back in the office. And so that's why it's most important to find your way to create your path, your roadmap, your journey, and navigating those along your career, your, during your career life, in your workplace life. It's extremely important. And, it, and it, like I said, it's, things, it, it's something that you just cannot ignore. You cannot ignore. I know most of you try on a regular basis and then you end up being the person that's not in the room. Then you end up being, see, it has this flip side, right? I mean, it's not, not, the, not the best conversations to be in, but then at the same time, they're wondering, okay, does, does she have a voice? Does she have an opinion? Does she lead? Does she, you know, can she, can her gravitas show up in her executive presence in the most uncomfortable situations, polarizing conversations, right? So that's what I'm saying. You know, these situations as we grow in our careers are become unavoidable, but they definitely, definitely can become manageable. Yes, Barrington, join me live. You're right. Yeah, people show you who they truly are. Yeah, oh, great. I love Barrington says, learn to set boundaries and what you will accept, not accept in conversations respectfully. Yes, Barrington. Yes, that is so very true. So 100% true. And that's within your brand, right? The boundaries that you set, the conversations. And you, yes, Barry, you, the, the person, as I, I shared at the beginning of this, 
the way you answer the questions respectfully. You you demand that back. That's part of your personal brand, what you will accept, what you won't. So true, Barrington. I appreciated that comment because that is true. And, you know, setting boundaries clear and you got to live in them and walk in them consistently, right? Consistently. But as he would know, uh, as many of you know, because I know Barrington, I know he deals with them, lives with them daily uh, in his workplace. I, as many of you know, as I said, they're not going anywhere, but they are manageable. Do not shy away. Establish yourself completely, definitely, without reservation, authentically, and psychologically safe with the boundaries, as Barrington mentioned in his comment here with me live. Then polarizing conversations no longer become polarizing. They no longer become polarizing. So I would love, I would love to hear from others, you know, just like Barrington shared his point of view. I would love to hear from the rest of you. Put your comments in the chat, whether you're here with me live or you catch this on the replay on any of the social media channels that this is on. I would love to hear your perspectives, you know, just like Barry to share. How do you handle polarizing conversations? Has anything I shared resonated with you or how has it not worked for you? You know, let's let's talk about the opposite and what we could have done differently. Would love, would love to hear your comments and your feedback. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining me live. If you have any questions, you caught this on the replay, send me an email, send, you know, DM me. Would love to engage one-on-one -on -one about this topic. But you know, definitely one that I wanted to share and touch and make sure I get my perspectives on. It's critical to our survival. It's critical to our workplace success. It's critical to us moving forward. It's critical to being our full bringing our full selves to work, being authentic in that process. It's critical. So until next time, everyone. If you found this podcast empowering and are ready to master the skill that can take you anywhere, get my free guide, Workplace Confidence, in the resources section of this episode. 